Hello, welcome to another episode of Moist Nougat. I am the kid, and I'm Dan Lee. We uh, we're gonna start off with some corrections slash updates from the last episode. Uh, you had asked a, a question about uh, a place you had to visit, and I've got questions about that because you said Victoria Island. Yeah, I wasn't sure, but I I thought maybe. Well, Victor, you said on the west coast of Canada. I did. Yeah. Uh, Victoria Island is actually on the north coast. Oh. It's basically Arctic. Oh yeah, that ain't um, the place. So I did a little research. Um, there's s- several islands on the west coast of Canada. There's uh, Admiralty, Moresby. Kuprinoff, uh, Baranoff, Prince of Wales, uh, Shishagoff, hmm. Graham, and also Vancouver Island. Now, there is a Victoria on Vancouver Island at the very southern tip. Oh, okay. So, so I don't know if you were talking about actual Victoria Island or Victoria uh, on Vancouver Island. Because Victoria must be a city, right? It is a city. And it's and it's on Vancouver Island, okay. Yeah, I got you. That's um, it. I I just heard it's really beautiful. Yeah, well, Vancouver Island. That's uh, where a lot of those alone shows. Oh no, kidding. Were uh, filmed. Oh, all right. They dropped them off in different spots on Vancouver Island. Oh, didn't know that. Um, but yeah, so I I thought maybe that was what you were talking about. Yeah, since definitely. you said West Coast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's it. And then uh, we talked about uh, the place I went when I was a kid over the Christmas, and I couldn't remember. Uh, and I had talked to mom about it last night, and the, and the best we could come up with was Catamount Ranch, because yeah. see, I had looked it up, and I'm like, holy shit, we didn't go there. This place is like you know probably a thousand dollars a night to stay there. Oh my gosh. Um, of course, you're going back to like 1977. Yeah. Um, but mom said that uh, one of the deputies that she worked with actually, like, r- like, did security at that place or something, and so maybe it was shut down back then, or you know, uh-huh. and uh, or or we got to use one of the places there. But I'm right, pretty sure right. it was Catamount Ranch, and and yeah. I might have said that during the the uh, podcast last week that I thought it was Catamount Ranch. Oh, okay. Um, okay. It had to be though. Yeah, well, um, she uh, was talking to Kent. She was talking to her brother, and they were trying to come up. Neither one of them come up could come up with this name. And I'm sitting there, and I went, how about Catamount? I've heard you say that before. But um, if you brought it up last week, then that's where it came from. It was fresh it in my mind. It could be. Well, I can't remember if I did or not, but... Okay. Um, I also during that that uh, the pulsar thing the the gift that I opened up that night right pulsar it was uh, Mattel toys nineteen seventy seven is when it came out really yeah Mattel okay um, high tech stuff huh yeah and uh, I'll show you a picture of it later yeah um, I wanted to ask you about the uh, ground bees did you get rid of the ground bees the ground bees near that tree that you were talking about right right behind my rv so 
I got real brave. I bought some screen. I figured I'm going to go back there. I'll cover the hole with screen and I'll put some weights on it. Then they can't get up through it. And then I can go about doing what I got to do. And I, what, uh, you know, whatever I was planning on doing, I didn't want to hurt the tree. That was my main focus, but I got to shut down whatever it is they're doing. And as it turns out, there wasn't a hole. I, my view was obstructed and it looked like it could have been just two bees were there and one was a little bit out of my sight and they could have just been swapping uh, the space. Yeah. Because it turned out I go back there with a, a pretty good little lamp and it's uh, 1030 at night. Get up real close and I'm like, I'm thinking, man, I'm brave because if they're if they come out, I'm I'm in trouble. I'm in a bad spot. But no activity. So I, I kept getting closer and closer. And then I could see that there was a, a crack in the tree. There was a crevice in it. And it was wet. So it's sap. Because that's what they eat. These type of um, wasps. I've seen them before. I've seen a couple of different varieties of them. Yeah. And they just, they'll find a tree that's distressed. Um, sometimes even the ants will chew their way into a tree. And they'll leave, a, they'll leave a gap there, and the sap will start coming out, and then the bees are drawn right to it. So I was like, okay. What I did was I just covered I covered the sap. I completely covered it. Maybe the ants can make their way to it, but the wasps won't. So they, they're not around now. So I got rid of them just by cutting off a food supply. Yeah, well, that's good. Yeah. I, uh, I had also mentioned uh, climbing in the Adirondacks at a place called the Beer Walls. Yeah, yeah. The actual name of that place is Chapel Pond Canyon. Oh, no kidding. And uh And that's in New York State? Yeah, in the Adirondacks. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And uh but uh, I I think the climbers over the years it, it it got nicknamed the Beer Walls. Oh, okay. And then there're specific different like areas to climb. They've kind of nicknamed them. Mm-hmm. You know, like made up beer names for them or or whatnot. Yeah. And uh I don't know all the different names for all the different areas. Yeah, but this, I think it's just the beer walls is just a nickname, and then each individual climb they've nicknamed. Right. You know, like uh, I should have wrote a couple of them down. I can't remember now. I was looking at it last night, but uh, well, there's a big draw for, uh, or at least there was back when I was a kid. So back in the in the fifties and sixties, uh, Whiteface Mountain. Yeah. When when you went to the Adirondacks, that was one of the places that people used to go because they had put an elevator shaft in. Believe it or not. It somehow maybe there was caverns inside and it was accessible for them to build. Yeah. But there was you could actually ride an elevator inside that mountain. It brought pretty cool. It brought you out on a certain level. I can't I can't say where the level was, but I did it as a kid and it was really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. White face mountain. Yeah, I don't know how close the I was to Whiteface. I know that we we drove by the uh, Olympic Training Center on our way there. Oh, okay. It wasn't too far from there. Yeah, ni- 1980 or 81, was it? Yeah, but it's still a training facility, or it was then. Uh-huh. Um, you know, yeah. I think it was there for the Olympics and, and yeah. that year. We won hockey that year. Yeah. Yeah. The miracle on ice. That's it. Yeah. And then it was... uh. One more thing, well, a couple more things. The uh, Thousand Islands, you said, I don't know if there's actually a Thousand Islands or not. 
Uh-huh. There's actually 1,864 islands. Oh, my God. I didn't realize that. Yeah. So it's actually closer to 2,000 islands. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I had to, I, just for the hell of it, I looked it up because one of your, your, your first thing on your top five thing, foods you hate or whatever. Right. Was horseradish. Right. And I was like, I, I just was curious. So I looked it up and it's a German, but it, it was, uh, and I don't know if I'll pronounce this right, but I'm like, what is horseradish? What does it mean? Mm-hmm. And it's a uh, miratic or something like that in German. Like I said, I don't know if I pronounced that correctly. Okay. But what it means is sea radish. Oh. But over the years, it got pronounced to like mare, mare, uh-huh. a, t- a tick or whatever. Yeah. So, and then a mare is affiliated with a horse. It's a female. Yeah. So just it just kind of transformed into horseradish yeah and then i'm like well what the hell is radish yeah radish is a it's a root vegetable basically right right um okay so it's a form of a radish yeah um i don't know if you don't like it because of the spice or the taste or everything um (laughs) and then we talked about uh, asparagus Spazagrass. And you said you never noticed that your your pee smelled after eating it. Right, um, right. But what happens with asparagus is it gets broken down into sulfur in your body as it digests. Oh, okay. And that's why it makes your pee smell. Sure. Uh-huh. Um, but that's really all I got for corrections and updates. Okay. Ten minutes in. That was a lot for one episode. but Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but I'm not going to do the research before the podcast. Because it's kind of it's kind of cool to hear the real thing. Yeah, because <laughs> you you have good sources to look stuff up. I uh, just Google it. <laughs> um, today is the uh, of course you won't be hearing this like you know for another week or two, but uh, it's the twentieth anniversary of nine eleven, mm-hmm. and uh, you know two thousand nine hundred ninety six people died that day. Wow. Um, wow. And I don't want to get too too crazy into 9-11. Um, it just, you know, there's a lot of shit that goes on now, you know, and, it, you know, why we were over there. And it's like mm-hmm. we were over there because they flew freaking jets into the World Trade Centers yeah. and the Pentagon. And there, were, there was another one headed for Washington, but sure. people, you know, yeah. took it over and it crashed. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't on the road then. I had, I think I had left the road, and yeah. uh, so I was home on the couch basically. Mm-hmm. And I, I I couldn't. I was just in front of the TV all day because I was just in disbelief. It's like you yeah. know, this has got to be a joke. Right. You know, it's got to be a hoax. This is too crazy. Yeah, and I know you guys were were on on your way. Yeah. Uh, to a track. Yeah, we were in Mooresville. Uh, we were working for um, Roush Racing at the time. And um, in Lakeside Park in Mooresville, it's an industrial park, but a lot of race teams at the time, a lot of stuff going on in there. And uh, nobody was around. We walked in the building and uh, we came in a, a back entrance. So we walked, we walked up to the front and everybody's standing in a group watching the TV and we had no clue, didn't know a thing. It's just what's going on. And they said, uh, you're not going to believe this, but 
a, a, a jet, a passenger just flew into one of the twin towers. So we're looking up at the TV and within a minute, a minute and a half, here comes another one and slams into it. And, you know, you see everything blow right through the other side of the yeah. building. That was the thing. When the first one hit, you were like, holy shit, what the hell happened? Right. When the second one hit, you were like, this is on purpose. This is uh, that was this the is first, a terrorist attack. It was the first thing we started saying. Oh, this this can't be a coincidence. This cannot be right. a coincidence. And um, so, you know, it. we were at that point. We were stuck by the uh, TV for about 35, 40 minutes. But um, we, no one had done, taken any action about what was going to happen from this point forward. It was, it was all just way too quick. We were all just seeing it in, in disbelief. That's yeah. the only point we were at. And so um, we, we knew we had to get on the road. We had, the race was in Loudoun, New Hampshire, and we had to head out from mooresville north carolina so we we had some drive i had some driving to do and uh you know i remember the we went as far as we did that spent the night somewhere newburgh new york and uh left there and first thing we do we left early but we got on the phone and started saying hey you know what's going on we we know what's happened now the word's out has anybody made any calls? And they said, well, NFL, Major League Baseball, and other sports were, you know, cutting off the season right there. Right. Well, not the season necessarily, but the... Right, right. It, yeah, for what we knew. Just putting everything on hold. We're not we're not playing any yeah. baseball or, you know... Yeah. And so um, uh, NASCAR didn't make a call. They didn't make a call till uh, the next... The next day, I believe it was. Yeah, basically when everybody was in New Hampshire. Oh, I was completely set up. And uh, somebody from the track walked over to my trailer and said, uh, you can go home. It's all done. They, yeah. made it, they made the call. But on the way back, oh, my gosh, all I saw was troopers. About every 10 miles. There was a trooper. Oh, yeah. I'm along, sure they were all... Along the four lanes. They were, you know, nobody was off. They, everybody yeah. was working. And we got, you know, 54-foot tractor-trailer racing rigs, so it's pretty easy to see that, you know, well, we can let that one go. We're not going to stop him. Right. But if they had, I'm sure if they had any questions, man, they'd probably be pulling people over. So I, I don't know. I never heard how the roads were and what went on and... Yeah, I mean, we were so far away from anything that, like, you know, I can't imagine what it was like to be a New Yorker. Yeah, oh, you know yeah. what I mean? How awful. I mean, just the whole landscape of the city changed, Yeah, you know? To see the sky full of smoke and knowing what had happened, just terrible. Terrible. And, and it's, it, history uh, apparently hasn't taught anybody a lesson. You cannot... Attack a country and expect nothing that they're just all going to roll over and go, well, don't know what you're mad about, but, you know, we're not about to say, look, we don't know what you're mad about, but we're sorry. We'll try and correct all of our bad things that you think we do. Yeah. It's like, oh, no, you just 
open the door to severely see some bad stuff coming your way. Severely. Yeah, I mean, whether or not we did the right thing is beyond me, but... Well, you go after... First thing you do is you go after those who did it. You find out, you get your intelligence together, and then it's like, sorry, pal, but we're coming for you now. You can't you can't do this and expect that we're just going to... Yeah, no, but now with the whole... You know, and I don't want to get into the whole... Right. The whole thing with oh, Afghanistan, but like yeah. now the Taliban's in control of... Yeah. Afghanistan, it's like, well, when when is something like this going to happen? Whether it happens in America or if it happens right. in Europe or, yeah. you know, wh- when are they going to get, you know, well, get their shit together to do something like this again? Right. And, of course, there was a lot of red flags. Um, yeah. Hindsight is twenty twenty, obviously. Yeah. Um, but, you you know, as many documentaries as I've watched on 9-11 and pre-9-11 and, mm-hmm. you know, you find out about these guys are taking, you know, flight lessons and shit. And, yeah, you know, it's yeah. like, damn. Damn. And that's why, you know, like I don't fly, so I don't have to deal with going through security and stuff. But, you know, after, you know, you get so many years away from something like that and people are like, it's such a pain in the ass, you know. And it's like, well, you know, we can't let our guard down because. Yeah. Because they're radical. Right. They're radical. So you have to deal with it. If you If you fly, you have to deal with it. If if the rest of the world are infidels, and these guys pray every what do they pray every four hours? Yeah, I'm not sure, but you know, I mean they're they're doing uh, they're doing their religion every four hours. So that I'm not saying the religious the religion part of it's radical, but a lot of them are radical. Yeah, yeah, and they misinterpret they get, their, their own religion. I think they get the intent to kill. Oh, I'm I'm sorry, but uh, hang hang on because uh, your life's about to change. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, it's uh, yeah. I don't know. I I mean, you know, I did, I wanted to I wanted to at least mention it because it is the twentieth yeah. anniversary, right? Um, and uh, I guess we'll move on to questions, and 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 th- this will end the. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't know if these questions are great, but my my first question is: uh, Do you think we're things are better or worse post nine eleven? They're better in the sense that um, all the lessons that were taught, we learn from, and at least we have our our eye on it. We know that in order for them to reach us, they have to reach us by air, right? Of course, at this particular time, I don't know how well the southern border is doing. They could reach us that way. But um, all I know is is that... Uh, but I'm not even not even necessarily like whether or not we're at risk, but just, just mm-hmm. the overall, yeah, you know. Because I feel like to, to answer that question from my point of view is that, you know, and, and it's not all doesn't all have to do with 9-11 mm-hmm. um, but i just think this country is more divided now than it's ever been in my entire life in my entire lifetime i think there's more division between race and you know uh sexual preference or orientation or whatever you want to call it uh-huh. and it's just yeah you know and politics you know i mean um 
I, I guess we could we could look back in history. We can't we can't place ourselves back there, but we can certainly look at the world the the world wars. We can look at the the war between the states and um, the division that was going on when they decided to uh, challenge the British. It's like we're all, all these important times and the conflict must have been huge. I mean, our population was small at the revolution, but um, it could have been a 50-50 split. You can imagine that when you're going to battle and you have a 50-50 split, if that's what it was in your in your population, man, emotions must have run extremely high. Yeah, yeah. The war between the states... Um, I remember reading where the uh, the Yankees asked the rebels they took prisoner. They said, the Yankees said to them, why are you fighting? And the rebels said, because you're here. That's an yeah. important, that's an important point. You're yeah, here. You, yeah. Because you're here. I just mean like, uh, you know. So there's a lot of division. Uh, but yeah, but I'm talking about in my lifetime. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, I see. I mean. Pre nine eleven, you know, it, you know, you could fly an American flag on your front porch, and it and it didn't mean you were a racist. Now, oh. now the American flag, to a lot of people, you're you're a Trump thumper, racist piece of crap because you're you're you have a American flag, our flag, this country's flag. Uh-huh. Um, uh, there's there's shit that is broken right now. Yeah, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean, and and I don't remember. That and, and like I said, this doesn't necessarily have anything to do with nine eleven and what happened nine eleven. There's a lot of shit that's happened in the last twenty years, right? Um, but I mean, my 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 short answer to that question is is uh, I, I think things are worse now than they were before nine eleven. Yeah. Um, what's your short answer? Uh, oh, I uh, I agree. I you agree. Because... Things are worse now, and like I said, it doesn't have anything specifically to do with nine eleven. Just it was just a question that popped into my head. Um, I, I almost think that um, in in some ways things are are, are worse because there, there's something else at play in people's emotions. Like again, nine eleven, we were angry. Okay, we were an angry nation. We're like, you're not going to do this to us. Yeah. Okay. But now, I think. To me, when I hear the different groups, because everybody's grouped up. Well, that's we're, a thing. We're in a group now. And I'm thinking, what am I seeing from each group? We're seeing their own, what they've categorized, what they've put in a box and said, here, look in this box. This is our despair. This is despair at work. Well, and the thing of it is, is, is for those that, you know, say our government, you know, and, and I kind of believe this too. They love it. They love the separation of the division between yeah. race and, and group. You know, they love this group because it's like if there's all these little groups, right. none of them can tackle us by themselves. Right. And, you know, collectively, we can. Mm -hmm. You know, if you want to overthrow the government and get shipped back to where it should be, mm -hmm. you know, instead of having all these, you know, idiot politicians that were born with silver spoons and, and uh, mm -hmm. You know, they're. I, well, I don't even know why they're in it because they're not. And I shouldn't say all of them. 
but there's a lot of them that are just in it because it's a you know yeah you know and 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 uh you know getting uh what you know 22 weeks of vacation every year and free health care and and it's like why do you get all that and other people don't there's people that don't go to the doctors mm-hmm. uh and, you know and i don't want to get heavily into the politics but but the i uh, i would say this it's it's an unfortunate thing but the opportunities to make tremendous money are there and as much as they would like to hide that um please please oh yeah well you got uh, you know ex-presidents making a half million dollars to do a speech at a college sure okay well who's paying that half million well the college is Mm -hmm. tell me that college isn't for profit if they can shell out a half million to have some guy come and talk for an hour yeah you know what i mean sure Um, well here's here's just a little tidbit i'm just gonna throw this out because this is something i i saw in my family my grandfather was able to become the mayor of a small town in western new york state okay he became mayor so during during that time the the school board met up with him and said will you look into uh let's get a let's get a swimming pool a public swimming pool built for the town yeah we 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 really need it so he he put it out to the public and said look you know work with us let me know what you're thinking are and what he got what he saw was he told me he said i never saw so many people in my life come to me and tell me why their property would be absolutely, without a doubt, the most perfect place to put that swimming pool. And here's how much I want for it. Right, yeah. Okay, so the money thing. The money thing. The money was driving that. And you, and just from that particular, just from that particular instance, it just we're just talking about a small town swimming pool. And finally, he made the decision. After he heard from a lot of people, and he's like, you know what? It, w- without a doubt, this is the easiest call I've ever made in my life. There's a large piece of property right next to the high school at that time, yeah, where the high school was. Schools were always like right just off the center of downtown. You know, that way everybody could walk. I mean, the, the towns were set up so you could walk to downtown. You could walk to school. That's what people did back then. Yeah. And up until the um, the late 60s. So that's what it came down to. Was the, was he saw so many people that absolutely said, I have the most perfect place for it, and here's how much I want. And he's like, no, this isn't, this isn't going to be self-serving. This is going to be for the community. Right. And you know what? We don't have to buy the property. He said, I've looked at everything. While everybody's telling me what they want me to do, he said, I did the research and I looked around me because I have all of this available to me to look at right next to the high school. Perfect spot. Yeah. It was a public pool, but because the school was right there, then they were able to use it for um, the school needs too. Right. And right. then, and then yeah. on, on the weekends, it was automatically, uh, it was automatically there for the uh, community. Public, right. Yeah. So, yeah. We got kind of sidetracked a little bit from from that question, but uh, that's all right. 
Um, I, I don't even want to ask the other two questions uh, that I have because they're, they're kind of crappy questions. Crappy questions. And I, well, <laughs> it, and I think we kind of, we kind of, uh, we've kind of covered basically a lot of it. Uh, you know, we talked about the, the war and stuff. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, you know, um, but, uh, we're getting close to our, uh, hiatus time. So you got a question you want to ask me? Well, and we'll, uh, yes, indeed. So I have a question. It is. Hopefully it's not. Okay. Nine <laughs> 11. Here we go. Related. No, this is, a, I think this is a really interesting one. So you have been stuck with a chore of walking three dogs at the same time. What is your plan? And I'm thinking, man, now you're, you've, you've been given this chore. You don't know these dogs, but you've got to walk them. Me, personally, I'm probably going to walk one at a time. <laughs> I don't blame you. I see these dog walkers in, in the cities and stuff. And they got like eight <laughs> dogs, you know, and it's like, mm, Oh, my God. I, I'm probably just going to take them one at a time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. And let them do their business. and, and uh, Eight different personalities. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, and I'm not, uh, I, I love dogs, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not super comfortable around dogs that i don't know yeah you know yeah really um you know you always get that oh they won't bite until they do uh, until they you know it's like <laughs> they won't bite you but i don't know that they might not bite me yeah they've always i mean even though i feed the thing and house it it's always been really nice to me yeah because i used to deliver flowers <laughs> during the holidays when i lived up in new york uh, oh yeah I, you know big holiday like valentine's and and uh right. you know, stuff like that yeah they need help so i'd you know, mm-hmm. I'd deliver flowers in a van for, but, you know, I lived in a fairly rural area. Yeah. You know, you'd pull into somebody's driveway and like the dog's like freaking out. Right. You know, right by your door. And they're it's, like, oh, he won't bite. And it's like, put him in the house. Yeah. I'm not getting out of this van until that dog yeah. is not loose. He's, you know, he's going to eat me and chew up the flowers. Yeah. Now, maybe not. Maybe they just don't like cars, you know. Right, like right. A lot of dogs, you know, they they hate bicycles and motorcycles and stuff for some reason. Things that move. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's actually dog. I don't know if you've ever seen the dog, the German Shepherd up here. Oh, my God. scared that, me that today. Runs, oh, yeah, because it feels like he's going to run right out in the road. Well, yeah, I saw, all, I, I, didn't, I saw him. I didn't see the chain link fence. I was like, damn. Yeah. This guy's like right on top of me. He charges from one side to the other chasing the cars. Now, I walked up there one day and... Uh-huh. He, he didn't bark at I was talking to him when I was walking by, and he oh, didn't yeah. bark at me. But when I came back, he, he barked at me a little bit. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I would walk him one at a time. What about you? How would you handle that situation? Well, I'm not um, – what is what is the uh, the dog uh, – oh, I forget his nickname. The, uh, the fellow that came here from Mexico. Everybody knows him and loves him. Cesar Milan. Yeah, yeah. I'm not him. So – I mean, this guy literally can walk up to a dog and the dog is going to go, well, okay, I think this guy's the leader of the pack. So whatever he says, I'll do. To a certain extent, he, he knows how to represent that and show it. Right. I don't have that. No, so he's I'm, like a dog whisperer. So I'm thinking, um, which one of these dogs is docile? And do I have two that are going to be absolutely impossible and they're going to pull me around like I was plowing a field? Yeah. And uh, 
Yeah, what a challenge. What a challenge. I'd 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 be like you. I'd I gotta address this one at a time. That's that's to me that's the best answer. Sorry you guys, you gotta hold it. We're gonna we're gonna do this thing one at a time. Yep, yep. But uh I uh was walking Ringo when we still lived at the apartment and mm-hmm. there was a German shepherd that was down the next half of our building, the other half of that building. Yeah. And, uh, oh yeah. Some girl was walking them. They were idiots, anyways. We talking about not picking up after your dog. Oh, they gosh. they were classic, and they the, and they those, didn't even care if you were standing there watching them. Those kind of shit like a cow. So, I mean, wow. But I don't think the dog was a bad dog, but I was walking Ringo down, right? And this girl was walking the dog, and he started. He saw Ringo, and she was up on the other side of the cars. Uh huh. That dog pulled her all the way down. No kidding. And I'm trying to, you know. And of course, he comes up behind Ringo. He's just checking Ringo out. He's yeah. not. He didn't go attack him or anything. Right. Of course, Ringo realizes that there's something behind him sniffing his ass, uh-huh. and turns around and kind of yelps. Well, that dog nipped back, you know, in defense. Right. And Ringo had a little cut right below his eye. Oh, well, wow. I gave that. I gave that woman. I said, you know, I was so fucking pissed. Right. Right. I'm like, My dog's blind and deaf. Yeah. Yeah. I said, you need to control your dog. Yep. If you can't control that dog, then you shouldn't be out here walking it. Yeah. Oh, I was freaking hot, man. Oh, yeah. You have a defenseless dog. Yeah. And, and that you love and you've raised ever since it was a puppy. So, I mean, yeah, I, it's like your kid, you know? Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, that's tough. That's tough. And it's, it's, but, that's a hard dog to deal with because, you know, if you were to, I don't know, make a move towards it and yell at it just because you're mad, who knows what, if the dog came after you. Yeah, well, I mean, it happened really quick, and I got right in between them. I just jumped right in between them. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I mean, the on Ringo's, it was just a little bit, you know, it wasn't anything major. That's unfortunate. You know, Kyle put a little, you know, Neosporin or something on it, healed right up. Yeah, but But, he's... uh, It could have been his eye, you know, even though he can't see. Right. You know, but, like, who's going to pay the vet bill if I got to take the dog to the vet? Yeah, really. I mean, the poor guy, he he didn't see it coming, and uh, he was... You know, scared to begin with, because all of a sudden, yeah, there's something behind me. Yeah, and you know that's just why I hated living there. Just the yeah, you know, the opportunities for people that those kind of things. have dogs that don't know how to have dogs. Right, you know? right. Um, but on that note, let's uh, let's take our break, and uh, okay. we'll be back in a few. And we're back from our. Uh, that was actually a. This has been a weird day. Yeah, because you got here a little bit late because you had some shit you were taking care of. Yep. Uh, yep. At the uh, campground. Yep. And then uh, we took our break. Mm-hmm. Um, and we actually basically could have done a podcast. Yeah, and everything we discussed. Yeah, we we got heavily into politics yeah. and stuff like that, which is this kind of stuff I don't really like talking about on the podcast yeah. too much. So me, me neither. It worked out well, but uh, it, yeah, we were we went on for at least an hour. Yeah. Absolutely. So, but uh, football's getting ready to start. Well, it actually started Thursday night. Um, the uh, Buccaneers and Cowboys played, and uh, the Broncos kick it off tomorrow afternoon. And uh, it reminded me of a story when uh, I first bought the house, or when my wife and I bought the house in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. We were living in that third story apartment. Oh yeah, that's and right. uh, we had direct TV there, but you couldn't mount the t- the dish. 
to the porch or anything like that. It had to be, so basically using a five-gallon bucket full of concrete with a pole. I remember And then that. the dish was on the pole. Right, right. And uh, I don't know if football had already started or if it was opening weekend when we were moving, but I remember carrying the that uh, five-gallon bucket full of concrete with wow. a steel pole in it. Carried that down three flights of stairs, put oh. it in my daywoo. Oh, my God. Took it to the house and and the dish as well. I Of course, I took the dish off just to take a little bit of weight off it. Wow. But uh, I remember uh, I put it in the driveway of the house and uh, ran. I had, you know, 100 foot of coax or whatever, ran it into the house uh-huh. and uh, got it all hooked up to the TV and stuff. And, uh, you know, had Kyle, like, holler at me when I got the dish tuned in. Oh, right, right. And all those years out on the road when I had to go and manually put my dish on the, the top of the trailer. Yeah. I got really good at, like, getting the signal in. And, uh-huh. you know, you could look it up and find what the azimuth was. and Yeah. And yeah. Uh, all and I, that. I remember those days. Yeah. And uh, so got it all set up for that weekend because DirecTV couldn't make it out and, you know, mount the dish and all that that quick. But, you know, I was going to make sure that I was watching football that weekend. Right. And uh, so, yeah, I got it all tuned in. But when uh, when the guy finally showed up to uh, install it, he uh, he got there. It was a, a little Indian guy, uh-huh. super nice guy. And I, it, it doesn't really matter that he was Indian, but, uh, but he came in and... Uh, I remember that the the equipment that he that I I was told that I was getting because it was going to be the high def, uh-huh. it was an upgrade, you know, yeah. um, wasn't on his bill, oh. so I had to get on the horn with Directv and he and meanwhile he said I got another job right down the right down the street so I'll just go do that real quick and I'll come back uh-huh. and of course I got it worked out with Directv and he came back and you know he wasn't authorized to give me equipment that wasn't on his ticket oh. you know oh, yeah yeah. Uh, but anyways, he was out there and, and uh, putting the dish up, and uh, I think Kyle was staying with her parents because we weren't actually completely moved in yet. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just remember it downpoured, and this poor guy was out there. I gave him a rain jacket, um, but he was getting soaking wet. He was already soaked when I gave him the rain jacket, but uh-huh. uh, and I had another rain jacket, so I was out there with him just, you know, I'm like, I feel bad. This guy can't be out here by himself in this shitty weather. Right. And uh, finally got it all hooked up. And then, of course, we had to come in the house and get everything working in the house. And he was he was soaking wet. And I, I gave him a T-shirt, one of my old work T-shirts, oh, no. um, so he could put a dry shirt on. <laughs> and uh, it was, it was th- it, by this time, it was like 8 or 9 o'clock at night. Oh, my gosh. And, uh. Yeah, he was talking to me. He told me his wife was a, a Charlotte police officer, and she'd actually gotten shot. Oh, really? Wow. Um, not not right recently or anything. Uh-huh. Um, but in her career, she had been yeah, shot. Yeah, wow. and, uh, yeah. And then uh, he was basically, he was on the clock, but, I mean, those guys are subcontractors anyways. And I was like, dude, you want a beer? So we had a beer, shot the shit while we were getting the TV working and all that. And, and yeah. uh you know, kind of a, a random, weird story. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, got everything hooked up. Super nice guy. Cool. Left me a bunch of extra coax. Sweet. Uh, 
and and one of those wooden spools. I don't know if you know, came down. I had one of those big giant wooden spools. Yeah, that that wire comes on. You can do all kinds of yeah, stuff. Yeah, he with just those. he said, hey, you can have that. There was probably like fifty foot of coax on it left. Wow. And uh, yeah, it was just one of those. You know, you meet somebody and just kind of click a little bit. It was, yeah. He was a, he was a real cool guy. Yeah. Gave me his personal number. Said if you have any problems, just call me directly. Don't even bother calling Directv. Wow. And uh, of course, I never had to, but right. Um, super cool guy. Yes. And uh, not much of a story, but that's what it is. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, we can get into some random shit if you want. Okay. I know you said you had a, a couple random thoughts. Yeah, yeah. I was um, I was just thinking the other day about cars, and uh, so I, I've always been fond of cars and the different sizes and shapes and colors and the paint, the chrome, the style of the wheels, and and um, but especially the sounds, the sounds that cars make. Yeah, and um, good sounds, anyways. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really, there's there's. Uh, not like this Mustang up the street oh, here. Oh, my God. <laughs> thing sounds like shit. I have never heard. It's, it's just loud. It is so freaking loud. Hey, but it doesn't sound good. It, it, it sounds bad. Yeah. I, I'd hate to break it to the guy, but, you know, I'd like to go, man, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a, this isn't working for me. <laughs> yeah, I think he's a probably a few, uh, yeah, a few cards short of a full deck. Oh, dear. So he's 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 probably just on top of the world with with what he's got, you know. Yeah. But um well uh the the if a car is like really quiet, a really quiet engine, then of course that's great. The style of the car has to be, you know, complemented by a very quiet ride. So let's get the quiet factor going everywhere in it. That's that's a great idea. And so that you know the car companies should really focus on that. Um, but I mean, because a car like that is about conversation, it's about listening to music, and just getting into the driving experience. So you know, it's it's perfect for who, who somebody who's looking for that. Yeah. But um, having um, having worked in in racing and and always being a, a person who loved racing, even when I was when I was young. Um, and being around performance cars, I just, I know what I like to hear. I don't, I, I mean, so this guy over here has got a really loud, loud car. Loudness doesn't do it for me. I, I have, I have to know that, um, well, I, I do know that when I hear a, uh, an engine that's been worked on, it's got a lot of compression and it's got a ton of horsepower. And then, you know, I'm, I'm attracted to it. And I hope that the rest of the car meets up with the standard that they've set in the motor. Yeah. So it's just um, everybody looks at cars. They look at them for lots of different values and things. This is what I like. And so I just wanted to get that out that I'm, I'm all about the engine. So um, All about the bass? All about the bass. <laughs> I'm all about that bass. Yes. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> but um, and then it just. You know, I I really was so fortunate to work on a race team, and you know we're running at that point. We were uh, we were nationwide, which is Xfinity today, so we're running seven hundred and fifty horsepower motors. So I always I always like to make my way over when the engine tuner came in yeah. and, and got the car set up for the next race. Um, I I was over there 
I was like spending my day kind of working in the area where I could hear the car yeah, <laughs> when yeah. he first fired it up. Because it it's like music to me. That, that's the whole thing. I mean, I've gone to the drag races. I went a, a few years ago to Charlotte to um, well, whatever it's called. It's a four-lane Z-Max. Yeah, Z-Max. Z-Max Speedway. Yeah, or, it's one of the few it's a, uh, four-lane yeah. drag strips. Yep, four <laughs> lanes. It's, it's incredible. Those but, things are just freaking loud, though. Now, I'll tell you what. When when the first um, funny cars went down, when they when they, you know, obviously when they come out and they're they're doing a short burnout or whatever, yeah, it's it's super loud. But you're getting pumped up. It's like wow, this is great. But when when the the tree came down to green and they took off, oh my god, I couldn't get my fingers up to my ears fast enough. Oh no, it's it's. It, it was it's painful. Nuts. It was painful. See, I had earplugs when I went. I went to the U.S. Nationals in Indianapolis. Oh, oh, you did? Really? Uh, that was back when our wow. company had the Winston Drag Trailer. Oh, yeah. A bunch of Winston drivers. Uh, were you working with Suzette then? Yes. That's when I met Joe. Um, oh, right, right, right. And, uh, yeah, so we went down and uh, yes. I got to see John Forrest do his burnout and, and, and oh, yeah. cool. run a heat. Right. <laughs> and uh, Angel Seelig. Oh, yeah. Or whatever. The bike racer. Or it was Devois after that. And yeah. I think she'd been married like 10 times. <laughs> but uh, Getting richer and richer all yeah, the time. Yeah, actually, Suzette took me into her uh, <clears throat> coach, mm-hmm. and uh, I got to meet her. Great. And uh, she's a tiny little thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, But, yeah, I got to see her do one of her heats. Yeah. She got a little squirrely. I think she won the heat. She got a little squirrely off the, off the start. Wow. Ass end kicked out a little bit on her. Wow. Uh, but yeah, but, but there's, the bikes are loud, but the, the funny cars and the top fuels are, they're so freaking loud. Oh, it's unbelievable. I mean, you know, 10,000 horsepower, that's an all, that's a different animal. I always love the, the slow-mo pictures of like the, they usually do it with the top fuel Mm -hmm. when they take off and you, and it's a side view of the tire and you can just see the whole thing wrinkle as it grabs. Yeah. It's like, that's. That's torque. Oh, my God. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, I'm surprised that it doesn't pull them right off the wheel. Yeah. I don't know how those wheels are done, how they hang onto the tire, but um, that's 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 real science at work there. Yeah. There's got to be some sort of inner liner or something on those, you would think. Oh, they, they, they had to do a lot of research because those sidewalls are so strong, and you see them wrinkle up, like you're saying. Yeah. Tremendous torque. But um, So those kind of motors, unfortunately, they don't do anything for me. But the but the you know the cup cars and the and the nationwide cars that I was associated with, man, when those fire when those things when those things fire up, it's just amazing. It's just the sound is just it's just the best sounding motor. Yeah, they and, are cool sounding. And, and I'm just a fan. I'm a fan of that. And uh, so, I just you know it's it's weird. I know. Yeah, you're but, you're more of a gearhead than I am. Uh, I can appreciate a cool car and a cool sounding car and all that. Mm-hmm. I just never got into it. Like, and it's weird because uh, my uncles were all car guys. You're a car guy, right? Um, and somehow I ended up being like this huge, like stick and ball, like love football and baseball and hockey and right. You know, not so much of a car guy. Yeah. You know, I spent a lot of years in racing and I and I loved NASCAR. Back in the day, I think all the years out there watching it, it doesn't really interest me a whole lot. I think the races have gotten a little bit boring, mm-hmm. um, basically, yeah. because some of the track... They are adding road courses. Now, I love watching a road course. Yeah, they're fun. 
Um, and I don't care what kind of cars they are, but uh, mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm glad that NASCAR is adding some road courses. Yeah. Because uh, it used yeah. to be just two a year, Watkins and Sonoma. Right, right. Or Sears Point. Um, sure. Long long drives. But now they're running, what, the uh, actually Indy. They're not running the yeah. oval anymore. They're running uh, the road course. Yeah, first course. time this year. Mm-hmm. I didn't see it, but uh, they're running the the one of the races at Charlotte is the road course. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, I think they're still doing Sears Point or Sonoma. I don't think. Oh, it's absolutely. Sears. And uh, Watkins. Oh yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, you know, be I think on. there's talk of uh, adding another one or two here and there. Mm-hmm. They uh, may even get into that track that was built in Texas. Where the uh, Formula One runs, yeah, I don't know. They might be focused on it. It's a it's it's a really sharp track. Yeah, and I I heard a couple of rumors, and of course this isn't NASCAR radio or anything. Sorry right. for your non NASCAR fans, but I heard that they were talking about doing a street race somewhere. I, I'm pretty sure it was NASCAR Whoa. doing like the like the Formula guys do, where they run right in a freaking like through the city streets and shit. Now right. that would be cool. It would be cool, but dangerous i don't think there's enough room because when you when you watch those cars come in to a turn they bunch up nascar cars don't bunch up well no it'd have to be the right place oh yeah they'd have to have the wide streets wide. and of course part of it would be wide. probably uh, i'm not sure and I, and I could be wrong it might not have been nascar uh-huh. i'm pretty sure it was right uh but that might have been one of those r- rumor mill kind of things where it's like no that's just bullshit it was yeah. just you know you you saw it, but it's bullshit. Now, if there's a sanctioned racing that's trying to, you know, be an up and coming thing, then I can I can see him trying it just to see where they catch an audience. Yeah. Then and they can build on that. I thought it was for some reason Houston sticks out in my head, but because uh-huh. they do run a street race in Houston, don't they? Not NASCAR, but right. I I, I don't know. Um, they maybe they used to run Formula One there, or maybe yeah. that Formula One maybe bounced around between. L.A. and there. I don't follow it enough to know, but uh, that was just something I had heard. It would be definitely cool, though. It would be cool to yeah. see. Yeah. Um, but I, there's so many different cars that have sounds that, to me, are just one of the, all the sports cars. Um, you know, I, I just I just love the sound of it. That's what grabs me first. Right. And then I, I go I go with the rest of it after that. Yeah. I uh, Speaking of sounds, I have a serious radio Sirius XM or whatever you want to call it and I can listen to it on the computer or in my car um but it used to be people got serious because they didn't want to hear the fucking DJs right but there's a few DJs on some of these channels that I listen to like after every song they got to tell a freaking story and it's like you can ask my wife I'll be down here and all of a sudden I'll just shut the fuck up and I'll like, change it <laughs> to a different channel because I'm like, I want to hear music. I don't want to hear you tell a story about every band that you play. Right. You know? Right. I, I don't get these DJs. Why? I mean, I do a podcast if you want to talk in the mic all day. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's other outlets for talking. Right. This is a paid music service. I want to hear music. I do not want to yeah. hear you talk. Absolutely. Other than when you're having to do your, your whatever, you know promotional shit or whatever you got to do yeah um but don't tell a story after every you know maybe not every song but every couple of songs it's like oh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. it's like it's just like name dropping to me it's like oh look at how cool i am i've hung out with these people or right I, you know it's like yeah right. they probably tell different they probably don't know who the hell you are 
Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that was about as random as I could get. Yeah. Um, another thing, it wouldn't be a podcast if I didn't bitch about a grocery store. Oh, um, I hear you. So I was at the freaking grocery store again the other day. Uh-huh. Yesterday, actually, I think. And uh, I almost, I was back and I looked around. I always check all my mirrors and I turn around and I look, make sure nobody else is backing out or coming up with that aisle. Mm-hmm. And I started backing out and I'm backing out and, and this minivan's like backing almost right into me. And I'm like, I, there's nowhere for me to go. I thought surely they were just going to back right into the side of my car. Oh, boy. Fortunately, they didn't. Uh-huh. Um, but it was the second time I almost got hit in that freaking parking lot in like the last month. And it's like, what? How hard is it to look and make sure that nobody else is right. in your your line, you do, know? Do you traditionally look for the same area to park in? Yeah, for some reason, some asshole's parking over there all the time now. There's a bunch of dipshits parking in my spot. Oh. It's not even close to the door. I don't know why. I used to park right by the light pole. <laughs> it's like my spot. That's right. It's my freaking spot. Put up a and sign. And now people are parking over there. So Put up a sign. They'll honor it. <laughs> yeah. They do something. There's no excuse for them to be parking in my spot. Not right. when there's other spots closer. I hear you. Like, I'm the only person that wants to park farther away. Right. But I also park, it's close to one of the cart returns. Yeah. Yeah. So I park in that area and I, you know, I need the exercise. So I don't mind walking a hundred yards to the door and a hundred yards back. Yeah. You know? So I, I've got to take some license plate numbers down or something and contact the That's police. Right. You, find out why they're parking in my spot. Like, hey, yeah. Take pictures of yourself standing in that spot smiling. <laughs> yeah. They'll honor that. Next to my car. He really does like that spot. It we is. should put his name on this. It's my damn spot. I, uh, I think maybe we should uh, let Dan Lee have his uh, campground chaos. Oh, yeah. Um, well, we, we got to put the intro in here, though, first. Campground chaos. Mm, let me tell you. It was a nice Labor Day. Weather was perfect. Wonderful. We had a big crowd in the campground. What we didn't know is we had some thieves among us. They came in on Monday and came in early. And what they did was they tailgated another car. So someone that was a registered guest um, flashed their card on the card reader. The gate opened up. And this vehicle came, because it's all on film. Or it's all recorded anyway. Drafted them. Drafted them. Drafted them. Came right out of their parking spot. They had backed into the parking spot, so they were ready to go. Motors running. Got right behind that car. So to me, I'm thinking, after I heard all this about their entrance, they must know something about the campground. And they know that when a car goes through that gate, if you don't tailgate, that that arm is going to come down. And it could land on your vehicle, and your vehicle could essentially tear that thing right out. I think after the last time that happened, they, didn't they make it stronger so it literally just cut the car in half? <laughs> <laughs> no. Maybe we're, that's we're, what they should do. <laughs> we're not to that point yet, but my God, this, this bar can't be too much bigger. So, And it's got lights on it. And um, so anyhow, they came in about 7.30 in the morning. They weren't done thieving until 
quarter to ten that night. They were spent the whole day in there. Yeah. You you hear that that old terminology, the thieves are going to case the joint. Man, they about owned it. Yeah, they cased it all day. I, I saw them, but I didn't think, uh, you know, anything was up with them. I just, it was a day off for me. I wasn't working. I was just doing my own stuff. And every once in a while, I'd see this truck go by. It's like any other vehicle that's in there driving around. So... Every time they drove by, they had more shit in the back of the truck. You thought, you thought maybe it would have thrown a fire. Yeah, I'm just kidding. The I'm truck's kidding. getting lower to the ground and lower to the ground. The weight is piling up. I'm, so, I'm only I'm only uh, chiming in because I've heard this. He, we talked about this when, when you first got here today. Yeah. So I kind of know the story, so I might throw some, some arrows here and there. Just, oh, Just yeah. farting around. So um, they, they did a number of moves, though, that were, they kind of blew it for themselves. Yeah, they weren't. They, I don't think they're the smartest. No, people. No, no, no. They they really need to hone their craft. If they were to spend time in prison, it would give them a chance to think about what they're going to do the next time. Oh, I could do it a lot better if I yeah, just maybe they learn. That's the problem with prison. They go in, and they they come out a better criminal because yeah. they learn from other criminals. Yeah, you learn from the best. Yeah, but um, they 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 really kept their nose clean while they were in there they didn't tip off anybody uh so but they were caught on camera they were caught on camera numerous times and we have night night vision cameras so it'll, it'll pick up any any kind of thing especially the the tag on the on the vehicle yeah and so uh, uh yeah uh the good thing is is that they've been caught and uh they had a storage unit. The word is back to us that there's probably a good, uh, tremendous amount of uh, robberies in that storage unit already. And what left the campground was a pickup truck full. So, um, but it was it was just interesting to after the fact that um, we we saw we watched the 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 replay of all the different cameras. We went to all the different cameras and looked and it's like, Oh God, there they are there, you know? And then three hours later, Oh, they, they're in the same area again. Yeah. And, I mean, they, and they got other stuff. Talk about being bold. Really I mean, bold. I mean, really you said bold. that they went in the office, the, the, the guy went in the office to, to borrow the phone, to borrow the phone and basically walked around for 45 minutes casing the joint. Oh yeah. It's, cr- it's just insane. So, uh, they really set themselves up for a fall when they came there. I mean, uh, sounds like they'd set themselves up for a fall no matter where they went. I don't know how they had a, a storage facility full of yeah. stuff they sold because these people sounded like morons. Well, and then they had what a six-year-old kid with them. Unfortunately, yeah, you know, they teach them young, teach them young. A six-year-old, it's like, come on, give me a break. Of course, how? the six-year-old had no idea what the hell no. was going on. But and 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 I don't know what problems the parents had, and and you can go down the whole list. You know, what is it? What what pushed them to do this? You know, what's very, their, very low IQ. What's their life involved in? You know, it's just it makes you wonder. And it's so unfortunate. Well, how, what was this truck like? Was it a decent truck? Wasn't theirs. Belonged, no, I know. But belonged to somebody else. Right. But but um, I mean, but was it a, like in good shape, like a yeah. newer truck? Yeah. And, and, and so in the campground, it looked like it belonged. Right. It looked like it belonged. So. Interesting, though, that to be that bold, to spend a day in there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, broad daylight. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Very I, interesting. I don't. I'm not a criminal, and I and I definitely thievery like thieves, porch pirate type people. They I, they're the scum of the earth. I oh, mean, yeah. I get it. There's rapists and murderers and stuff oh, like sure. that. Yep. Um, those Her, people are just sick in the head. But stealing right. shit, yeah, that's not a sick in the head thing. That's just a that's just a you're a slime ball. You're yeah. just a slime ball. Yeah, stealing shit off somebody's porch. You know, right. like the the porch pirates is what they call them. Some, you know? someone who can't get out. That relies on that could be and it could be you know like i said sure. we were talking about this earlier it could be like somebody's medicine or something exactly. you don't even know what you're stealing you yeah. don't know what's in the box yeah there was a, a short video maybe you saw it every time someone came up to this specific porch and grabbed the box there was something in the box that made a loud bang yeah and and they 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 dropped it dropped the box Backed off the porch, almost fell down, and ran away from the house. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of those videos coming out now where people are trying to, like, you know, get back at these sure. dipshits. Yeah. Um, there was a guy that did a video, and I can't remember um, if he was, like, retired NASA guy. He was some sort of engineer. Uh-huh. And uh, he made this contraption that, I don't know, if he had, like, some sort of stink bomb in it. Uh-huh. But it also had, like sparkle like the shit you put on like you know you know that sparkly crap that is on cards and stuff birthday cards and stuff sometimes. oh yeah, yeah yeah and uh he put it in there and he had also had like a phone in there with a camera on yeah and uh like when the people stole it they'd get it in their car and then they'd open up the thing and the thing would like blow up the confetti would go all over the freaking inside of their car oh and then man. i think i had some sort of stink thing and, and inevitably, they would chuck it out the window and take off. Uh-huh. But uh, so he was just trying to get back at these pricks for doing this shit. Yeah, I'm just um, thinking that now here's a guy that might get in trouble for taking it to that extent. But that's that's really cool. No, I mean, hell, it, you should be able to put a bomb in it if you want to. If they're going to steal it off your porch. Yeah. Hey, in the banks, they put blue dye in that blows up on them. Yeah, and that dye doesn't come off for a while. Yeah. Um, so, yeah that's crazy. But thieves, there's no honor among thieves, that's for sure. No, there definitely isn't. Um, hey, you want to jump into our uh, top five? Sure. Uh, all right, we're going to jump into our top five. This week, it's the top five things we hate. Mm-hmm. Notice there's a trend. We, we were doing all the, our favorite things and this and that, and I think we started running out of favorite things, so we're, now we're yeah. doing things we don't like now we're getting hateful yeah um i'll let you uh start it out natalie okay my number five it is clutter clutter cleaning a good one yeah cleaning up clutter searching through the clutter and organizing the clutter yeah i hate it yeah yeah that's a good one i didn't even think of that clutter is a good one and when i get in the right mood probably a good 60% of it is no longer clutter. It's gone. <laughs> yeah, I hate clutter. You wouldn't know it by looking around, but... Well, you keeping the things you love. Well, no, a lot of this stuff is stuff that is just... Oh, it's it's in a holding pattern? Like those boxes behind you, a lot of them, it's just paperwork that needs to be burned or shredded oh, or something, okay. you know? I gotcha. Uh, Have one of those trucks come in. It's got a viewing window. 
And you can watch your stuff getting chewed up. Yeah. <laughs> I I would take it and have it just shredded, but it's it's fairly expensive. Yeah, yeah. That's um, tough. That is. So I'm just going to burn it. I'm just waiting. It's too hot out to, to uh, have a fire, so. Oh, yeah. I'm going to wait till it cools off a little bit and then just go Incinerate it. A couple nights a week and just throw shit on the fire and burn it. Yeah. But uh, I went with uh, the top five things I hate. I hate saying goodbye. Oh, I'm yeah. I'm not a good, uh, uh, especially when it's, uh, you know, people mm-hmm. that you're not going to see for a while or, yeah. or somebody's moving. I have this weird separation anxiety kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, never been real good at it. Uh, not a whole lot I can say about it. I'm a pussy. What am I, what am I going to say? Well, let me tell you something. I think that's probably probably the strongest thing to hate is to hate saying goodbye that's that's really important yeah yeah that really is important um still wish i would have come up with clutter because i hate clutter yeah but uh okay so my number four yeah okay working at a height i'm not comfortable with because Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. At first, it didn't make sense to me. No, you're not a ladder guy. No, I mean, at that point, I am more focused on where I'm at than what I'm doing. So I'm, I'm, I'm only thirty percent effective. Yeah, ladders don't bother me a whole lot. I mean, depending on how high we're talking, but you know, to put a ladder up, I, I mean, I'd go to the peak of this house, and it wouldn't bother me going up a ladder. Right. Um, but. I I don't like heights when it, you know, like we were talking about the rock climbing thing last week. Right. Right. Um, different when you know that you're not going to fall cause you got a rope tied to you. But, but if yeah. I was like, you know, on a cliff, like, and couldn't get up or down, mm-hmm. yeah, I'd be panicked. Yeah. Interesting though. When you think about it, all the years that I snow skied, I didn't mind being in the lift. Yeah. The chairlift. <laughs> And looking over the lift, hanging down, you know, just having fun with it. But yeah, but it's a, it, you're basically on a bench. Yeah. You know, with a bar in front of you. And yeah, exactly. There's that sense of safety. So, but people do fall out of them, but that's oh, because they're farting around. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I went with uh, my number four is losing. Uh huh. And, and specifically, uh, the, uh, my sports teams, you know, the Avalanche, the Yankees, the Broncos. Uh-huh. I hate losing. Yeah. I'm not so much I hate losing, you know, if I lose at Monopoly, it pisses me off a little bit. I haven't played <laughs> Monopoly in years, but uh but yeah, I I just I don't get to watch many Yankees games anymore and, and it seems like every freaking time I turn them on when I do watch them, it's like, you know, they won eight eight in a row and then I watch them and it's like, oh, they lose. Yeah, it's like shit. Yeah. Well, um well, you're a good sport. You're a good sport, but you had a strong sense of competition, especially on the good side. Of well, it. I've had my moments. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to say that things haven't gotten broken at uh. a time or two <laughs> through the years. Um, but yeah, hate losing. Yep. I hate, hate my teams losing. I should really say. Right, right. Um, but yeah, I am competitive. I I don't like to lose. I like to win when I play games. Yeah, definitely. You know, that's good. But uh. What do you got for number three? So number three is um, I, I hate working on something where I don't have the uh, necessary tools. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That's because now you're 
you're trying to put the round peg in the square hole. Yep. And it's like, how do I do this? How am I going to get this done? And you go through all your tools, and you're like, damn, I don't have this thing. And it's like, that's all you can think of. Then it's like, well, I got to go get it. I got to go buy something else that is only going to need it, you know, maybe once this year. Yeah, but, but that's what they I, say is, like, when you need a tool, like, if you can afford it, like, go buy it. Mm-hmm. Don't borrow it because if you borrow it, you're going to end up needing it again. Right, right. If you go buy it, you'll probably never need it again, but <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But that's how, I mean, that's how, like, tool guys build their collections. Like, when they need yeah. when they need a specific tool, they go buy it because they're probably going to need it again at some point. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I went with number three. Uh, it's kind of an odd one, but. I hate apologizing. I don't necessarily hate apologizing. I'm just I hate that I'm not very good at apologizing. Oh. I'm I'm not a very good apologizer. Right. I hate that I'm not a very good apologizer. Yeah. Um I I just I don't know why. It's it's an odd odd thing, but I I can parallel that too. I, really I mean, can. some people apologize too much. Yeah. They apologize yeah. when they shouldn't even be apologizing, and I'm kind of the other way. I should apologize a little more, mm-hmm. but I feel like I'm so bad at it that, that I apologize. I inevitably might end up pissing the person off even more uh. <laughs> with my apology. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I, I, I can't go a whole lot into it because right. there's really not a whole lot I can say about it. Yeah. But yeah, I, I hate that I'm not a very good apologizer. Apologizer. That's how I should have worded it. Yeah, yeah. So, my number two, I hate working on anything if I have to do it in a rush. Yeah. So if I'm really comfortable with something and what I'm working on, uh, I can work fast at it because I can accomplish it quickly. I'm not in a rush. I just have a certain speed I can devote to it because I know what I'm doing. But if I'm working um uh let's say uh, i'm i'm racing a clock you know something is i I've, I've got to get something done cuz i got to jump into something else and then i'm i'm un, i'm not comfortable at all with what i'm doing yeah. i am I'm, I'm i'm more of a methodical person i like to just take my time look at every aspect of this if i thought it through and then get all my tools out have it all you know and i i know you're very well organized yeah, all those years I spent not when I was working inside, mm-hmm. when we were, when you guys were all out outside. Yeah, like I hated it too because it was always I was always finding out things last minute. Right, but but I had to get it done. Right, um, exactly. I I was really good at it. Yes, but that's why man. you got all. The, that's why you got all the phone calls for that. Yeah, uh, but but I, yeah, I hated hated doing it. You right. know what I mean. Right, I was just good at it. So, mm-hmm. but I, I, so I get what you're saying. Yeah, because like, it just takes your whatever you're planning in front of that. Now you got to put it on hold. Yeah, yeah, and, and sure, I understand that. I uh, my number two was uh, shaving. Oh yeah, it's funny because I just shaved. Well, I, I trimmed. Like I got rid of my. I hate it because I got a double chin. That's why I have that hair. But I just felt like it had to go. Sometimes you just got to get the hair off your face. You know what I mean? Oh, I noticed first thing when I walked in. 
I I, uh, I didn't say just, anything, but it was just driving me crazy. Yeah, and uh, I was like, yeah. Uh, I and I'm not very good at uh, like keeping it managed. Oh yeah, you know, right. it just kind of grows, gets too bushy, and it's like, all right, hack it off, start over again. <laughs> uh, I think I'm gonna grow a beard this time because, okay. like I said, I hate shaving. So. And winter's coming too, so why not? Yeah, have a warm, well, warm face. I don't think it's gonna be here yet, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, I haven't had a beard in a while. So. Oh, that's right. We, we don't live in New York, do we? Yeah, no. <laughs> uh huh. It's funny. I just said, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, I, no. I, I joke. My wife does that a lot. Yeah, no. I'm like, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, no. It flows though. Yeah, it no. just flows. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, hate shaving. I think we've talked about shaving in the past. Mm-hmm. We might have talked about it on one of the YouTube videos we did. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I think it was one that mom got laughing about probably (laughs) more than likely but uh yeah shaving's my number two what's your uh number one my number one it's one word dishes dishes yeah yeah don't like it i thought you were gonna say people no 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 no. i laughed i i would say people's dishes (laughs) there you go (laughs) but um yeah because i'm again i'm very methodical about it Everything has got to be rinsed in hot water first. I got to get all the junk off. Then the bowls get piled up. The uh, I find the biggest glass, the heaviest glass, and then all the smaller uh, silverware gets all cleaned up. I don't want to see anything visible on there before it goes into the wash. Right. So I'm using I'm using a bunch of hot water, burning the hell out of my hands half the time. Get everything in there, and then. Uh, once I do that, then I methodically put a little dish soap in each thing, fill it up with hot water. Again, let it soak for a while. I'm just, I'm real goofy. Oh, God, no wonder you hate I, doing dishes. I, I stretch it out, man. I, I turn it into a chore that it shouldn't be, but that's me. No, I mean, we of course, we have a dishwasher. Yeah. And my wife does most of the dishes. But, like, when she's not, like, when she went up to New York not too long ago, I hand wash almost everything. Yeah. yeah. You know? And then when I'd eat something, you know, I'd just hand wash it. Mm-hmm. And uh, eventually, you know, over the weekend, the, there was already some stuff in the dishwasher that needed to be washed. And I just, I was like, well, I got to stop hand washing it because I got to fill the dishwasher up so I can run it, you know? Yeah. And, uh, but <laughs> I, I don't mind doing dishes, but I'm like you. I, I, I like, I don't like doing dishes that have got like, like the pans that like, the food's baked in. And, oh man! Yeah, now I'm you've not, hit on a big the, fan of that. The worst of it at all. I'm not averse. Like, there are certain stores that have huge kitchen sections, and um, I'm not adverse to going in there and, and looking at something. And go, I wonder how this would work. I got to try this. So I'm, I'm one of those people that over time fills up a drawer with all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Then of course I got to go through it and go. Well, I really didn't like that. And then I. Then I get I thin it out, but yeah. uh, again clutter. Once, yeah, exactly. Once, once I see that clutter in that drawer, it's like oh, uh, it's it's finally time. Got to move on this. Yep, got forty eight different kinds of sponges in there. Oh my gosh! I even bought some new ones that. It's all just these little fingers of of rubber. Thing is real soft. It bends real easy. And uh, so the conversation your mom and I had was. Look, I haven't seen this before. No, I haven't seen this before either. 
And then we're like, hmm, what do you think? Yeah, okay, let's buy it. Yeah. <laughs> let's try it. Have you tried the Scrub Daddy? Scrub Daddy. Oh, I like the name. Scrub Daddy. That's uh, that's like the uh, that TV show Shark Tank. That's like the, the hmm. highest grossing product they've ever had on that. No kidding. Show. Yeah, oh, they got it's... a whole line of products out now, but it was just a sponge. Uh-huh. And uh, I think uh, my in-laws might have tried them, or somebody tried them that I talked to, and they said they're actually really good sponges. Yeah. Uh, okay. I think they sell them at, like, Lowe's. They might even sell them at the grocery stores now, but yeah, I think Lowe's. But, yeah, uh, uh, the, what's her name? Lori Grenier. Uh, oh, yeah. She got in on that deal when the guy came in and, and gave us pitch, and, and, yeah, they made, like, a bazillion dollars. No kidding. Yeah, from a freaking sponge. Now, like they got, like I said, they've got a whole line of products out now. They're, yeah. You know. Um, mm. But, yeah, I always forget. I don't go to Lowe's very often here because for some reason, Lowe's is just, the, the parking lot is just a freaking ridiculous mess. Wow. But the Home Depot that's not too far away, it's it's much easier to get in and out of. Yeah, yeah. So unless I have to go to Lowe's for something specific, I'll, you know, if I just need some hardware stuff, I'll, I'll go to the Home Depot. Well, you know, uh, Lowe's, on the side note, uh, the main office of Lowe's, I don't think it's in North Wilkesboro, N- North Carolina anymore. It's in it's in Mooresville. Yeah, the corporate offices are in Mooresville. And when you, when you go to that Mooresville store, it's like going to store number one. That parking lot, oh my God, I am looking in every direction. I'm like, I'm gonna I'm gonna get in an accident in this this little crazy yeah. parking lot. It's got that McDonald's right there, and yeah, Man, it's a bit of a cluster right that, there in that area. Yeah, that is. It's amazing on a Saturday. Of course, and Mooresville Sunday. is basically oh. a cluster, but Mooresville, wow, boy, if a town ever needed to bypass, it's that one. Yeah, I. Uh, I'm going to give you my number one. Numero uno. Number one thing I hate. Cutting my toenails. Ooh, wow. And I, I'm not sure why. I just don't like cutting my toenails. Yeah, yeah. I basically, uh, and this is a little bit gross maybe, but it's it's more of a joke actually. Um, I I tell my wife that I don't cut them until I can hear them clicking on the floor like the dog's (laughs) nails. So once I I walk across the floor and it goes, (laughs) it's like time to cut my toenails. But it's never actually really happened. As a matter of fact, I just cut my toenails like a week ago, so. Oh, uh, but I hate doing it. After especially a, as I'm as I've gotten older, because to like contort yourself. Oh yeah. To be able to, yeah. you know, yeah, really, uh, yeah. I just you know I'm, I get winded cutting my toenails. Yeah. So you got you went like seven eight months and finally decided yeah it's time to be a toenail daddy. Yeah. Well, I mean <laughs> I have to keep up with them you know because I'm wearing like open toed shoes. Right. Right. And uh, I, right. I had watched a video where somebody was. Like some lady was in a restaurant or something, oh. or a store or something, yeah. and she was wearing like shoes like I had, like the open toed slides or whatever. Right. And uh, somebody must have, I, people video everything. Yeah. And they zoomed in on her feet, and her freaking toenails were disgusting. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I immediately Ooh. looked at mine. I'm like, not mad. They're not that bad all. yet, but. Wow. I do go out in public wearing these, so yeah. I should probably cut them here pretty soon. Woo-hoo. So, yeah, my nails are good now. There you go. Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I get a pedicure, but I can't have I can't stand anybody touching my feet. Yeah, you know, uh, you want to make sure you're at a real pro. 
because I'd hate to have somebody make a cut and on my feet and and not be like really good and they made a mistake. Yeah, it's like no, 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 no. It's time for me to leave now. I'm like, like I, I'm like uh, when uh, remember the movie Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, yeah. When they uh, they go in and, and they get like a, a mani pedi or whatever, and they get like a. a uh, grinder out and shit <laughs> to cut their toenails <laughs> off. <laughs> That's how I feel sometimes. I, I'd like to watch that just to see that that scene. Uh, that that movie's hilarious. Um, but uh, all right, well that was our top five. I guess we got we're we're running super late today. You're usually on your way home. I know, but uh, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm having fun. But uh, we're gonna call it an episode. Uh, thanks for listening. I am the kid. And I'm Dan Lee. We'll catch you next time. Mm-hmm.